Precure Podcast Engage. Hello and welcome to Precure Podcasts Engaged, the podcast where we try and watch the entire Pretty Cure franchise. I am Charlie, your fairy partner, Cheapo. And I am Protector of the Light, Cure Cassidy. And today we are watching episode 8, The End of Pretty Cure. Isn't that, isn't it too soon for that? Yes, uh, I'm gonna completely ruin the flow of this opening so I can bring up the fact that Wikipedia and Crunchyroll have completely different titles listed. Because while Wikipedia does always have two titles listed, for this one it is The Pretty Cure Breakup or Pretty Cure Breaks Up, isn't it too soon for that? The Crunchyroll title is the one that Charlie just said, which different enough. I mean, I guess Break Up seems a little more accurate to what happens this episode than a completely ending. I mean, this is the last episode, as you all know, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's weird the way it ends, you know. I thought it would go off with a bigger finish, but we will get to that. It's a sequel hook. <laughs> so, we start off, uh, with... The, uh, we start off with a panning shot of the school. You know, all the students are like hanging out. It's probably like a break. I, or... I think it's lunchtime because everyone's talking about food. Also, I only see girls in this scene. You are right, which is a little weird. Maybe there's just more girls at the school than there are guys. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, we see that Nagisa is, like, hanging out of a window as her friends, uh... Now, hold on. Yes. <laughs> She's looking out a window. She is not hanging out of the window precariously. <laughs> oh, wait. I was thinking of something that happens later where she's more, like, like half of her body's kind of hanging out the window. Like, she's not, like, about to fall out the window, but... Mm -hmm. That would be a completely different scene. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, but as you were saying... So, her friends... I want to say their names are Rina and Shiho. I can't remember which one is which. I couldn't argue with you if I wanted to. <laughs> it's okay. So they're talking about, like, sweets while Nagasa is thinking back to what happened... Uh, previously, she's thinking about Geki Drago and, like, how hard it is to be a pretty cure. And then she sees the boy. Yeah, Honoka's with that boy. Yes. And she's like, are they really just childhood friends? What's going on? But before mm -hmm. she can think too much about this, her friends are like, hey, are you listening to us? Like, they shout at her and she kind of falls back into her other friend's arm, like, no, I was not paying attention at all. She spaces out a lot. Yeah. Speaking of spacing out, we cut to the next scene of them in class while Honeka is reading for the class. Nagisa is thinking a lot about how great Honeka is and how'd she date her. <laughs> she does think about that. She's like, Nagisa... Not Nagisa. Wow, that's the wrong name. Yuki Shiro-san. Smart and elegant. And then she says, I wrote this down. If I were a boy, she'd be the type I'd fall for. You're almost there, Nagisa. Yeah. <laughs> but she's also thinking about, like, Honoka and Fuji P. Because she's like, I'm, she's just not sure what's going on there. So, I noticed something. Is that when she's thinking all of this stuff, you can see her mouth moving? Is she saying this out loud? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's, like, muttering it under her breath. Because, uh, like, there are things that her friends do later, and I'm like, maybe they heard her. <laughs> oh. You know, maybe. Maybe she, when she's lost in thought, she... 
accidentally and like starts saying her thoughts, but she doesn't realize it. It's like a Deku from uh, My Hero situation where suddenly it's just a lot of intense muttering. Yes. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Nagisa seems the type. For sure. But the teacher notices that she's not paying attention and she's like, Are you able to read the next part of the textbook? And Nagisa's like, Yeah, of course I can. I've been paying attention this entire time. Well, she hasn't. Mm-hmm. But the next scene we do cut to is her friends talking to her. Well, not, no, they're not talking. No, it's them in the bathroom, isn't it? Well, her, you, you were right that her friends do comment that there's oh, yeah, that's been right. something like off about Nagisa lately. But the next mm-hmm. scene is in the bathroom where they approach one another. But then the fairies are like, hey. Meepo. 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 <sighs> These fairies. And Nagisa's like, so, oh, go on. I don't want to just interrupt you, but it's during this part where I thought maybe the animation is different this episode. Like there are like parts of it that are much smoother and have like a different style than what I'm remembering the show having for the past seven episodes. You know, I hadn't noticed that, but thinking about it, you're right. It's like this. And then there's like one or two other scenes where I'm like, that's different than normal. Well, maybe after eight episodes, well, seven episodes are like, maybe we can spend a little bit more money for the animation. They definitely didn't spend it on the lacrosse matches last episode. Yeah. One of the things I like about this episode is that there's a lot of good, like, still shots. Like, when they're talking uh, later in the, like, grassy area, or when... uh, they talk in front of the lockers. There's, like, a lot of good, like, close-up or, like, uh, far-away shots I just thought looked really nice this episode. And, like, mm-hmm. really captured the mood of what's going on. I just think, overall, this episode looks pretty nice. Yes, absolutely. So, after the fairies pop up and start, like, hugging and spinning around excited to see each other. Nagisa's like, you can't be out. You gotta hide. What if someone comes in here and sees you? And before she can say anything else, Meeple kind of reveals that Nagisa has a crush on someone. You should know yeah, what it's... Was... Don't go ahead. You should know <laughs> what it's like to be in love, Bebo. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say, yeah, he just whispers it to... Uh, Mipple. Yeah. Mipple's the one that one's name is. Yes. Mipple is the pink one. What I really like about... <coughs> my voice is starting to go. What I really like about when Mipple... Not Mipple. Meeple, uh Tells Mipple what's going on is that he kind of lifts up her ear and puts it on top of his head to whisper in her ear. Which I thought was just a really cute little detail. <laughs> Nagisa, embarrassed about what's going on, kind of just grabs Meeple and is like, we should, we should just get going. And Honoka's like, don't you have something you wanted to say to me? And she's like, nah, no, there's nothing I need to say. You know, it's all good. Yeah. This, uh, yeah, go ahead. This next scene is great because we saw it off seeing this I, I can't think of the word for what this kind of food is that Mipple is eating. It's like one of those things like that you fry like on a stove top. Yeah, it's like um, they have sort of like the hibachi stove top and she's in like the bubble Yeah. with a big chef. And it's like, it's definitely like an egg thing, I think. It's like a pancake of some kind. Yeah. And over, like, the conversation Mipple and Honoka have, you can see it cut back to it. It kind of looks realistic in a way, like, the shot of it. Like, they actually took a picture of this kind of food, or maybe they just animated it really well. 
It's an incredibly well-rendered image of food. Final Fantasy 15, eat your heart out. <laughs> uh, real quick, I do, I did just look it up, and this is a different animation director than a lot of the other episodes. We have seen them once before. They were the animation director for the first episode. Oh. Tamegai Katsumi, which I'm definitely mispronouncing. That's okay. Why? I'm going to mute my phone so I didn't beep. No, that's the wrong thing. No, I don't want to take a picture of my table. You sure? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Sorry, I decided to Google the name while you were doing that. And uh, Katsumi also was the animation director for episodes in the five directed episodes in all five seasons of the original Sailor Moon animation run. Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, episodes. For, I have the full list of episodes for that, but I don't have the full list of episodes for Pretty Cure. I'd have to go check all of those manually. I don't know why they couldn't list all the Pretty Cure episodes, too. Well, because that one's on the Sailor Moon wiki. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which is the first thing that comes up if you Google the name. Good to know. Which was I saying? Ah, yes. You're talking about food. Yes. Mipple is talking with Honoka while she eats. She says that uh, she's been waiting all this time in the Field of Rainbow for Meeple and that her heart will always belong to him. Which is a reference to the fact that Mipple came here much earlier, like a hundred years before the start of Futariwa, I believe. Yeah, That's what we, we had a whole episode about it. Yes. <laughs> Mipple asks Honoka if she has anyone that she loves, and she's like, no, I don't, there's no one that really comes to mind. And Mipple's like, well, that must be really lonely. And Honoka's like, nah, you know, I got studying, and I got my extracurriculars. I got my secret girlfriend, Nagisa. Wait, no, she doesn't say that. No, not yet. <laughs> Mipple then says, it's different for Nagisa. And Onika's like, hmm? And then Mipple just says that, Ho not Honoka, I can't get anyone's name right in this show. That's my bit. Can't get anyone's name right. She says that she has feelings for Fuji P. She also has a soda, like one of those cream sodas with like ice cream on the top now. Mm -hmm. This episode made me kind of hungry watching Mipple eat. Absolutely, I could see that. <laughs> yeah. Before Honokai can really say anything about what Mipple has just revealed to her. Her grandmother shows up. Yeah. She has bought her some tea. And she asks, you know, how has Nagisa been doing? Your friend. You know, the energetic one. She says that Honoka really seemed to enjoy herself when she was over. Aren't you glad you found a good friend like Nagisa? And Honoka's like, friends, huh? Then we cut to a completely different scene. Oh, hold on. That scene. The, the imagery of that scene where it's like she says friends and then it like zooms in on Honika's face and we see like the top of the T and then there's like the one ripple in it. Combined with their previous conversation about love, I'm like, this is the moment she realized what's going on. Oh. <laughs> you just learned something important about yourself, Honika. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely can see that. As for Nagisa, she's having a completely different kind of night. Yeah, she's home alone, or not home alone, but in her room spin-dashing on the floor. <laughs> yeah, she's like rolling back and forth as she's worried about what Meeple might have said. And then her brother just kind of comes into her room. And I was like, I need to borrow a CD. What the hell are you doing? 
Yeah, it's bad. Um, but basically, he keeps mocking her, so she destroys him with a grappling maneuver that I could. I desperately tried to find the name of. I just wrote a headlock. I wasn't sure if that was fight, but I was like, she definitely has him in a hold <laughs> for being it's like a, rude. It is a specific move that I've definitely seen before. It's where you are behind your opponent, and like you go up under their arm, and then wrap your arm from underneath like their armpit over their neck and you sort of pull them back so it stretches out their spine and shoulder and neck yeah well if anyone else knows what it's called just send it to us on twitter i'm pretty sure we have at least one fan that knows wrestling stuff listen from what i know about podcasts podcasting and wrestling go hand in hand so I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> we cut to the next day, and Nagisa is pretty tired as she's waiting to cross the street. And who shows up but Honaka and Fuji P. And she starts walking with them, but she's not really like saying anything as they're talking about, I think, uh, their responsibilities for the student council. Because I know Fuji P was saying, like, it would be easier if we just did it one day a week instead of, like, two days. Because I'm the captain of the soccer team. I gotta practice, you know. Yeah. It's like, do we really need to do it both? We could just do it one. <laughs> Naisa keeps, like, looking over at them, but she's not saying anything. But she seems pretty happy. Until she's like, you know, they seem to get along pretty well. And one of Fuji P's friends also shows up and kind of like... The scene, Nagisa feels kind of out of place with it because she's like, you know, they're all such good friends. Oh, wait, I jumped ahead a little bit. Before that, Honoka stops so that she can introduce Fuji P and Nagisa to each other. Yeah, because she notices that Nice is being like a little awkward and not saying anything at all and looking away anytime someone looks at her. Yes. <laughs> and we finally get to learn this boy's full name. It is. Let's see. So. Sh- hmm. Sojo Fujimura. I'm not sure where Fuji P... Well, I can see the Fuji part of his name. Or his nickname. I don't know what the P is supposed to represent. It's like, um... With the... God, what is the name of it? Uh, Molly from Sailor Moon's mother's department store for jewelry. Oh, yeah. I couldn't even remember her Japanese name. I had to go with Molly because that was the only name that came to me. Uh, oh god. I have watched All of Sailor Moon and I know who you're talking about. And her name's in the back of my mind. It starts with an N. But I cannot tell you what it is. <laughs> what if I just look it up? What if I just Google Sailor Moon's friend? <laughs> it comes up with pictures, but... That takes me to the Sailor Moon dub wiki. <laughs> Naru. Naru, okay. We also learned that Fuji P apparently seems to be a nickname from their childhood. That, like, Honoka yeah. used to call him that? I would like to know the circumstances that surrounded this nicknaming. Well, it's not just Honoka at this point, because shortly afterwards, one of his other friends from the soccer team comes up and calls him Fuji P. That's true. It must be a name he got in grade school. Sometimes I forget that they're in middle school and not high school. Yeah, that's a strange thing that I just also realized. A lot of almost... All of the pretty cures will be in middle school. There's a few, like, the ones I can think of 
in Heart Catch, one of the cures is in high school, and in uh, Kira Kira Alamo, two of them are in high school, but usually they're on, like, our equivalent of, like, well, of 8th grade, because they have, like, their high school is, like, three years, so and their middle school is, like, three years, but it starts at, like, 7th grade, what would be 7th grade for us. Mm-hmm. I'm saying this right about Japanese schooling. From all the anime I watch, that's what I get. If I'm wrong, then that's fine. We also learn in the scene that Fuji P is also a year older than them. Because he's a third year. And they're a second year. But once uh, the other guy shows up, Honoka starts uh, saying to Nagisa, I thought you wanted to talk to him. And because of this, Nagasai gets really embarrassed because she's like, you know, I didn't, I'm not really ready to have this happen. And she kind of runs off. And the boys are like, what just happened? Yeah, uh, that boy's friend is like, did I say something wrong? (laughs) Honoka follows Nagasai out to this, like, grassy field. And she's like, did I do something wrong? I thought you wanted to talk to Fujimura-san. Like, what's going on? And Nagisa is really upset. She's like, why would you do that? Like, how would you know what I want? Or do you think that you're always right? She calls her insensitive. And Honoka seems really surprised by this. Like, she thought she was doing a nice thing for her friend, but... (sighs) <sighs> mm-hmm. And then Nagisa says, aside from, uh, basically says, aside from being pretty here, we're nothing. We're not friends. We're nothing else. And at, as soon as she finishes saying that, a train goes by and honks really loud. And, like, the impact of the train, like, Honoka reacts as if she had gotten hit by the train. Yeah. <laughs> Emotionally. She's definitely, like, it was, like, a punch to the gut. She's like... You're right, I shouldn't have interfered. And she walks off, and Nagisa looks pretty upset. She regrets immediately what she just said. We then cut to uh, them on the roof of the school building, where they're eating lunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nagisa and her two friends. And her two friends are trying to talk to her, and she's kind of just like spacing out, looking down at her food. And her friends are like, is everything all right? Do you need to talk about it? Did something happen? This is another one of the scenes where the animation is funny. Uh, because I think it's Shiho is the smaller one. I think so. Has like half of a sandwich or a quarter of a sandwich in her mouth and is like on her knees waddling at Nagisa aggressively. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Honoka comes up to the roof, and the three of them look at her, and she immediately leaves, because, you know, if you have a fight with a friend, you want to avoid them. And one of her friends is like, did you two have a fight? Is that what's going on? But we don't really get an answer. We do cut to, like, after school now, and... Everyone's trying to leave, and Honoka shows up again. And her two friends are like, you know, we're just gonna go and let you two talk. But if you need anything, we'll hear for you. And you're right, because Shio is the smaller one, and Rina is the taller one. Yeah, and, like, I'm going to say, or suggest, that perhaps the way that her friends are acting is very similar to as if she had gotten dumped or... Rejected? Rejected. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. We see the two of them start talking. And Honoka says uh, that she doesn't think that she deserves to be a pretty hero anymore. Like, she's sorry for what she did. But she shouldn't have this anymore. She gives her 
the Mipple phone and then runs off immediately. And we cut to Narcissa's room. Meeple's like, what just, what did you two do while we were asleep? Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's rough. Narcissa shouts at Meeple loud enough that she knocks him out. <laughs> and we see the diary that they have. Which, I don't remember when they got these diaries. Was this from the first episode? This is from when they did the bears. Okay. And they got, or, yeah, it was with the bears because they got the thing that they put the gem in and the garden was like, here's a comic book, I mean a diary. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Because at first I thought they only got one diary, but they both got a diary to write in. And only other uh, pretty cures can read it, which is good because there's only two of them, so only two people can read these. So, they say, Meeple says, why don't you... Hold on. What? Uh, I'm going to bring up the fact that later on, how they prove they can read it is they have a black light. <laughs> <laughs> which really means that anyone that has the black light can read it. You're right. I thought, and it's not like a regular black light. It's like a prismatic, magic thing. Yeah. What well, when I saw that scene, I thought maybe it was their phones they were using. Well, Honoka doesn't have her phone anymore. No, she gets it back because that scene takes place oh, after yeah, they okay. fight. Fair. So I assumed it was the phone, which would mean that I guess if you steal one of the phones. You could also read these diaries. Although, like, Honoka, based on the way, based on what Nagisa reads later, it it sounds like Honoka was writing in it after giving up the phone. You're right. Hmm. Hmm. I guess you're right. Maybe it comes with, like, a way. Maybe you have to have, like, magical powers to make the black light work. I don't know. It's... Weird, because there's also, like, in the diary, next, like, across from where the paper is, there's, like, a tape recorder. (laughs) (laughs) So I have no idea what's going on with these things. You know, it was a little confusing. But we do see Nysa writing it, because Mipple's like, you know, why don't you write write down your feelings? So she has, like, writing really aggressively in it. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, is she writing aggressively in it, or is she aggressively doing her homework? Because she said that she's going to do the homework instead, and just kept saying, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, I assumed she was writing in the diary, but maybe she was doing her homework? I don't know. The only reason, like, it could be either. The only reason I was thinking maybe it was the homework is because Mipple's reaction is just to go, like, um, hmm, in sweat drop. I also wrote that we are 13 minutes into the episode. And we still haven't seen any sign of bad guys. Usually, it'll cut back and forth between the uh, Dusuku zone and what the Pretty Cures are doing. But this episode's more focused on this drama than the bad guys. Yeah, I mean, this episode basically could exist without the bad guys. They just need them for, like, one specific thing, and so that's what they use them for. Yeah. We also see that Honoka also notices the diary, and she says that she needs to return it to Mipple. And then we get a pretty funny scene, because the next day, Nagisa keeps trying to apologize to Honoka, but whenever she tries to talk to Honoka, Honoka just, like, runs away. I have a thing. Sorry. Bye. Yep. Like, the funniest one is when they're cleaning and Honoka is, like, holding, like, this bin and she just kind of shuffles away out of the scene, like, no, it's fine, I don't need any help carrying this. It's very good. (laughs) Nagsa eventually goes to a shrine to pray that she is able to make up with Honoka. And Meeple's like, you know, you're being really cheap, you're just putting five yen in. And then, we get the bad guy. 
which yeah. at first we just kind of see like this tentacle thing that like grabs Nagisa and kind of spills her bag over. And luckily, Honoka's walking by as this happens. Yeah, I feel like we also get a glimpse of Geki Drago's face, but we don't really see him for the rest of it anyways. Yeah. And then when Honoka runs over, she gets hit by, like, this, like... What we learn is a branch, because we cut to what is holding on to Nagisa, and it's Geki Drago merged with a tree... Okay, see, I thought that was just what the tree looked like. I was pretty sure it's, like, Geki Drago's face is just, like... Like, I don't know... I want to know how he made this Sakana, because the Sakana is the tree. But Geki Drago's face is right above the Sakana's face. Which was... When I saw this, I started laughing. I'm like, what is going on? It it was just, it's a really weird monster. Yeah, and like, you're saying it's supposed to be branches. They definitely feel more like tentacles or vines if you want to keep it plant-related. It's... Yeah. Strange. Yeah, because they don't like, because they move like very vine-tentically-like. Uh, Geki Drago, the the tree that kind of merged with Geki Drago, tries to pick up the Meepos. But Honoka is able to get them, and Nagisa's like, throw me meeple. And Honoka is trying to throw it at her. She's like, please, hurry up. And she's like, listen, I'm trying to dodge these branch tentacles. Hold on a second. But eventually she's able to toss meeple to Nagisa, and then they transform. And I have a... They... Yeah, they weren't near each other. Yeah, I was like... I saw this, I'm like, wait a second. Don't they have to be holding hands to transform? Like, they automatically hold hands. Which I know is just, like, reused animation because, you know. Well, it's not just reused animation because after the transformation's over, they are holding hands on top of, like, a log or something. Yeah. Or I was talking more about just transformation. But how did they get to that point? Like, when they transform, they automatically, like move next to each other? I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say, like, their energies disappear, and then they get moved to the most dramatically <laughs> advantageous position. Yeah, because after- you're right, because after they transform, they are standing back-to-back on top of a stone wall. And I was really confused. I'm like, well, I guess it works. Yeah. <laughs> You know. But as they fight Geki Drago, they also start bickering with each other about what's going on. I was... I wasn't being slow. I was going as fast as I can. Well, it's only a figure of speech. Don't nitpick. Well, I'm not always right. You said I was earlier. We are different. Yeah, we are totally different. Enough to make me angry. And Geki Drago's like, hey, I'm right here. Can you focus on me, the bad guy? Like, <laughs> they're like, hey, don't interrupt us. And they're constantly, like, the entire time they're arguing, they are like, without even any effort fighting off the Sakena, like, they're doing cool flips and kicking off, kicking away branches. Yeah. And the entire time, just looking at each other, sort of yelling. Yes. <laughs> And the moment he opens his mouth to say, hey, stop ignoring me, they just blow him up. <laughs> yeah, they're like, alright, let's do a big attack. And they just obliterate Geki Drago. Because, like, little stars start falling after they destroy him. Not the, like the Gomena stars, just like, kind of like glittery stars that they comment on. They're like, damn, we're really powerful. Which they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, still no return of the cure move. Yeah, which is interesting. Maybe we'll see it next episode? I mean, I guess we really didn't- What a next episode? Oh, you're right. This is the end of Pretty Cure. Damn. I guess they just wanted to show it off one time, but then they're like, you know, we don't need it for next time. 
What, what? It's just a one-use attack. Yeah. It's to kind of bait the sequel to like, if we make a sequel, you could see more of this move. But Nagisa and Honoka are still fighting. They kind of like, they, because they had their hold hands to use the mobile school attack, and they kind of like, throw their hands apart <laughs> once they realize mm-hmm. they're still holding hands. And they pick up their stuff, and they each walk separate ways. We cut to where Honoka is at her home, and she's sitting outside talking to her grandmother. And she seems to still be, like, upset about what's going on, and her grandmother's like, well, what do you want to do? And Honoka doesn't seem sure, and she's like, well, what's important is what you want to do, isn't it? Whether you get along or not is secondary, especially when it comes to people you care about. Which is an interesting thing to say. Her grandmother clearly knows that these two care about each other. Yeah. Honoka's like, you know everything, don't you, grandmother? She's like, of course. You're my precious granddaughter. I know everything that's going on. She doesn't say the second part, but you can infer it. Mm-hmm. What I like about, because we go to Nagsa next, and she's doing dishes with her mom while her brother is reading manga. And I really like that, like, in comparison to Honoka and Nagisa. Like, Honoka's scenes when she's alone are kind of like in dimmer lights and are more, like, not subdued, but they're, like, quieter. And then when we cut to Nagisa, when she's, like, alone or when she's talking with her mother about what's going on, it's like the scene's brighter and there's a lot more going on. I think it's a good representation of the two characters. Like, they are different and, like, you can visually see that they are. Monica mm-hmm. is a much more... I'm trying to think of the word I want to use. Uh, upbeat. Optimistic. Yeah. Energetic. <laughs> but we do cut to... Those are all good words to describe it. I just think it's interesting. I don't know if anyone else finds it interesting. I, what I want to point out is that during Nagisa's scene, we see her brother reading like three different manga. Yes! <laughs> he goes from a horror manga to a sad manga to a funny one. I don't know if these mangas are like to men- meant to represent actual mangas, because I don't recognize like the art on the front of them. The, the only definition I have here is that the second one is a tearjerker manga about a cat. Yes. According to the Pretty Cure Wiki page. Oh, thanks Pretty Cure Wiki for kind of having our back. I've got some other choice information here, but I'm going to save that until later. All right. <laughs> but yes, Nagisa is talking with her mother, and she's saying that uh, she wanted to make up, but then she lost her temper again. And her mom's like, well, fighting isn't a bad thing, is it? You wouldn't fight if you didn't care. Like, trying to, like, say that, you know, even if you two are fighting, you still care about her, don't you? The scene ends with her brother laughing far too loudly and the two of them shouting back at him. Because, like, Nagisa has this realization. <laughs> Nagisa has this realization that her mother is right. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm looking at the scene because we. S- after that scene, we cut to Honoka and she's looking at the diary. And what did you send me? Just a screenshot from the episode. It's a good screenshot. (laughs) But yeah, after that, we cut to them, like, in the field that they were fighting in earlier. Not the one where they were fighting the Zakena, but the one where they were arguing originally. No, you're skipping the big scene. Am I? Where they're reading each other's diary. Oh, for some reason, I don't... That's in the same note as the other one, and I was just reading the end of the other one. Sorry, you can edit that out. That was my bad. It's okay. Because I wrote down what they each wrote in their diary. <laughs> yep, go ahead. So, uh, 
when Honoka sees it, she, here, I'll read this, what I wrote, because it's just what they each wrote. Nagisa says, I love chocolate cake. I've always hated onions. Then Nagisa reading Honoka's diary, it says, Misumi, I can say people's names. Misumi-san and I are entirely different. Our personalities, our way of thinking, and our values are different too. I don't know what she's thinking. Back to Nagisa. I like being active. Studying is boring. I love the smell of grass. My socks are a little smelly. I like- That's an important plot point, it turns out. (laughs) (laughs) For Honoka, I thought I was doing something good, but I made her angry instead. Nagisa, I love sunny days. I love my friends. I don't like to fight. Honoka, she and I are totally different, but I enjoy it when we're together. Nagisa, I want to get to know Yukishiro-san better. Honoka, I want to be friends with Masumi-san. And then together, they apparently both vote. There's no way we can go on like this forever. It's a very good scene. I love what Nagisa... Like, she was getting to the point where she wants to be friends with Honoka-san, but at first she's like, These are the things I like, and the things I dislike. It's very important. Yeah, it's sort of like along the lines of a poem, almost. You're right. I did think that, like, her... What she was writing was kind of poetic in a way, as opposed to what Honoka was writing, which is much more, I messed up. And I don't know what to do. Also, I have confirmed that you are right about this Akana being confused with Kiki Drago. It's just his head. Like, yeah. I want to know what his thoughts were when he made this Akana. Is like, I can make a good. <laughs> I can't talk this episode. I can make mm. a Zakana out of a tree. But what if I was also the tree Zakana? Hmm. Maybe this will hmm. make it better. Maybe I'll win this time. I think maybe he got stuck in a tree, and his only solution was to make the tree a Zakana. Oh, I like that idea much better than what I just thought. I'm gonna go with that. But you are right. We do cut back to the field that they were fighting in. Not, like, fighting Gekidrago, but the one they were, uh fighting with each other and oh i forgot to bring this up so during the scene uh, it's playing a slow version of the ending song oh um i also forgot to point out that during the fight or they're arguing and fighting the zakena it's playing the theme song i didn't catch that and i'm really glad that you did because that is pretty cool huh just it's like a regular show finale yeah you know they had to go out with style mm-hmm but speaking of which speaking of going out <laughs> <laughs> yes Honoka walks up to Nagisa who's sitting down in the grass and she gives her back her diary and she's like you know how would you know I'd be here and Honoka's like you know I just knew. Mm-hmm. And she's very bashful as she returns the diary to her. And Nagisa kind of grabs her by the hand. Yes, by the hand. And then she winks. Yes. And as and together they run off holding hands. And that's it. That's how the episode ends. That's how Pretty Cure ends. Yep. Eight episodes, but we do end with them. Becoming girlfriends, which is the most important part. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so something I learned when I was on the Pretty Cure wiki are the dub names. Would you like to hear some of them? Yes, I would love to. Alright, well I'm going to start with uh, that boy, Fuji P. Um, in the dub, his name is Sean Ferguson. <laughs> And instead of being called Fuji P, they call him Fergie. Fergie, Jesus! <laughs> oh my god! 
next is uh, we have Honoka. I'm gonna go with Honoka before I do Nagisa's because I think Nagisa's is actually pretty good. Okay. Uh, Honoka's is Hannah Whitehouse. All right. I guess it kind of fits. Part of her last name does mean white. Mm-hmm. And it's important because uh, Nagisa's is Natalie Blackstone. Oh. <laughs> I see they went with the color coding for their pretty cares. Yeah, I also think it's very much like, uh, I am a teenager and this is my role-playing name. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I wonder if they changed anyone else's name. Oh, they probably changed everyone's name. Let me see if I can pull up some more pages, or at least in the first season. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh... they changed, uh, they probably changed names for Glitter Force. I've never watched Glitter Force. I probably will never watch Glitter Force unless, I don't know. No, we're going to do it for this show at some point, I guarantee it. Yeah, probably. Alright, we have Shiho is Shauna Knowles. Okay. Knowles spelled K-N-O-W-L-E-S. Like Bananse. What was I about to say? Uh, Bananse it sounded like. <laughs> God. <laughs> yep, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> oh, sorry, a running gag in the series is that Shiho tends to repeat words or phrases three times when she speaks. I've never noticed that, did you? No, I haven't. No, well, the only time I've noticed it is was when she was up on the roof trying to get Nagisa to tell her what's happening. She's like, "Tell me, tell me, tell me." But that's the mm. only time. But I feel I felt that was more like. When you're trying to get your friend to tell you something, you're like, tell me, tell me, tell me. Like you're trying to annoy them into telling you. <laughs> Alright, uh, we have uh, Fuji-P's friend here, whose name is Kamada. Um, I'm going to read the personality description first. He is the complete opposite of Fujimura Shogo, which makes them the strongest combination. <laughs> 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 and in the dub, his name is Cosner. Huh, that's a weird name. Also, from what we learned about this episode, is that opposites go together because Nagisa and Honoka are different. So maybe Fuji P should just date his friend. Yeah. So what's weird here is that Nagisa's other friend, Rina, yeah. doesn't have her name changed for the dub. It's the same name. Huh. I guess Rena could be an English name. Like, I feel like it would be more a nickname for, like, Katarina or I don't know any other names that end with Rena. <laughs> really? I'm just curious if they keep the Takashimizu part of the name. I, you know, I, I'm not sure. Probably not? Probably not, no. Maybe we never hear her last name. So it doesn't matter. Uh, let's see. Does Grandma have a new name? What is her grandma's name? Uh, Yukashiro Sane. Well, that's the last name. Uh, Yukashiro is the last name. Sane is... Oh, okay. Uh, it does not say. There's not even any trivia, so I could not tell you. They probably just call her Grandma. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Yeah, same thing for Nagisa's mom. Yeah. What about her brother? We've heard his- Ryan. <laughs> Ryan. Oh, wait, hold on. Often seems to annoy, annoy his sister Nagisa, and as a result becomes a target for a wrestling hold called the Cobra Twist. <gasps> Payoff. Hell this whole, yeah. This whole bit was worth it. Yes. We discovered the name. Sorry, all wrestling fans that were going to send this to us. We figured it out. It's also slightly different than how I described it earlier. Hmm. Um. Also, I'm looking at how long we've been recording. And this episode, compared to last episode, it's so much longer. But you know... A lot of it's just me reading things, so it can probably be cut. <laughs> oh, I absolutely am not going to cut any of this. I mean, like, at least the empty plate sparts. 
Yes, well, I mean, I'm going to cut, like, the stuff that can be cut, but I'm going to leave everything that you're reading in. Oh, yeah, the last one I found here that I've pulled up from this episode is... The teacher's name is Miss Yvette Woodgrove. Yvette Woodgrove. Huh. Alright, Yvette is not a name I've heard often or ever. Uh, last time I heard it was in the Clue movie. Yeah. Which I believe is the name of the maid. It's not a name I've heard, like, an actual person who introduced themselves to me. Yeah, that's true. If your name is Yvette, please contact us so we know that you're out there. Well, speaking of contacting us. Yes. Where can people do that? You can find us on Twitter at PrePodEngaged. And you can find me, Charlie, at... Uh, not in... Is it with a D at the end? I thought it was PrePodEngaged. Did I say it with a D? It sounded like it. It's PrePodEngaged. There is no D at the end. And then you can find me at mag- wait. Yeah, magical underscore pride. I almost forgot my Twitter handle. <laughs> Where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at madlobotanist. That's M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T. Uh, you can find another show that I do where we talk about Scooby-Doo films and recap and review them. Over at Kids and Their Dog. That's at Kids and Their Dog on Twitter. That's the name of the podcast. Um, it also launched a Patreon recently. But I'll talk about that more over on that show instead of this one. You should definitely give Cassidy and Lava some money. Uh, extremely Black Knight 2000 voice. Give me your money. <laughs> you can also find both me and Cassidy on another podcast called Hey, Let's Talk About It, where we talk about things. Yeah. All kinds of things. We have two episodes up currently that you can listen to. And, well, next time, I guess we're going to have to find something else to talk about because Pretty Care is over. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll figure it out. So, until then, thanks for your help. Meepo. Meepo? <laughs> what did you just send me? That's a Google image search for a cobra twist. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want that on my wall. It's a really good picture.